This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey guys, here's a message from one of our partners, SpiderVPN. As we all know, browsing the internet can be full of hidden dangers and snoopers, but you can easily protect yourself and at the same time get access to all your favourite websites and streams by using SpiderVPN. They have some amazing offers right now and I've come highly recommended. Check them out at spidervpn.org and uh, get yourself some great offers now. And don't forget to mention Dazzling Dave or Always Wolves to get yourself a real nice discount. That's spidervpn.org. Good evening, everyone. And obviously, I'm in a different location, as you can see. Uh, yes, I'm away, currently in Bristol um, at, with a works conference. You know, Christmas is over, back to work, as you say, and I'm on a two-day conference in Bristol. So I'm in... At the moment, in a Premier Inn with a bit of a dodgy signal, so hopefully this uh, this lasts. But boy, oh boy, we we have to do the extra time show because what a special special day! What a start to 2022 to the new year for Wolves. I think it's the first Premier League uh, game uh, that we've actually won in the new year. And I was just talking to my mate Manny. If you've watched the um, the post-match reaction where I managed to grab him and the boys, as he said, we are a hundred percent undefeated with a hundred percent record in 2022. We're going to get stuck into the game as usual. We're going to be talking about everyone's uh, man of the match and performance ratings, talking about the performance aspirations. Does that change Wolves' aspirations for the year? Obviously, they've recalled some players back on loan. Uh, sorry, from loan, and obviously we've got the transfer window and speculation surrounding, especially uh, the likes of Adama Traore and also Matt Doherty is coming to frame today as well. We'd like to get your views on that. Before I get my first guest on, let's just have a look who we've got. Let us know where you're watching from in the world. And um, Always interesting. Hi to everyone. And don't forget to get involved in the conversation in the chat and you can vote on your man of the match as well, and the performance rating too at the end. But we're going to have the pundits on first. And I'm absolutely delighted to be joined one of my bestest buddies, um, pre another international flight. Hello, Manny. How's it <laughs> yeah. going, mate? Mate, it's going brilliant. It's absolutely buzzing. Still haven't got my voice back. It's still a bit croaky. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you what, mate. Man. I've... Um, I managed to uh, watch the second half um, after the conference today. Yeah. On my phone, um, on uh, the on the Sky app, and I quite enjoyed that. <laughs> I've got to say, watching it back. I, I think I watched I watched the highlights a little bit. You know, just 
it just mesmerising, to be honest. I mean, I, I was speaking on the radio earlier, and I mentioned that, you know, there's a couple of iconic teams in English football, Liverpool and Manchester United. They've always been the, the iconic, the big boys, the, what you know, world-renowned. And, and we'd done Liverpool Anfield, you know, um, a few years back. But this is one team that we've never, you know, in our lifetimes, in our going to football lifetimes, in majority of the fans, obviously some of the older fans will have remembered, 1980, um, believe it or not, I'm, I would have been seven then. So, you know, even though I look... I know, really mate. Um, 42 years almost 42. to the day. I yeah, messaged so... message Mel Eves. Yeah, um, yeah. About it, because um, we were talking about it after the game and before the game. And obviously, as you rightly said on the post-match reaction, mate, you said, like, we were only talking about it when he was on the podcast the other day. And uh, I messaged him, and uh, he apparently he was going ballistic in on WM. And yeah. uh, as, as I think was we rightly said, Joe Martino, if you're going to, like, pass it from one legend to another, what, yeah. a, what a guy to pass it to, Joe Martino, yeah. what finish. A brilliant finish, but the thing is, it was more than the goal, more than the finish. You know, we went to Old Trafford and had 15 attempts before half-time. We completely and utterly battered them. And, and yeah, you were shaking your um, head, thinking, oh, is it going to be one of those days again where we where we can't um, score and, and we, we're not going to hit the net? But you just had a belief that something's going to happen today. And, and they had a five or ten minute spell when they changed it a little bit and, and then they came at, a, at us. But we went again and, and we fully deserved the win. Any United fan or anyone watching neutral would have said the same. It was a complete and utter dominant performance in every area from start to finish. Um, tactically, the substitutes, everyone who came on, it, you know, it was... that's uh, They had Rashford and... Fernandez, you know, these are world stars, aren't they? Greenwood, Sancho, Cavani, Ronaldo. It's like a who's who. And we didn't give it, we, we, did, we didn't give them. It is like a Hall of Famers, and, and we didn't give them a kick. Cavani, he's a dangerous striker, man. He's so um, knowledgeable and he's got so experienced. Him and Ronaldo, just, you know, Cody, Sice, and Kilman are just I'm, I'm absolutely devastated. magnificent. And we're going to miss Sice. Man, I'm devastated, you know, because our defence is like the best in the country. I know technically um, Man City have conceded one goal less, but I think ours is better. I think our defence is the best defence in the country. I don't care what anyone said. And and after 20 games, and um, uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna miss we're gonna miss. Well, here's a stat for you, Manny. Carl Whitehouse has put yeah, up here. Shots, yeah. Wolves had ever. 15 shots. Yeah. The most on record since 2003-04 for a visiting team at Old Trafford in the first 45 minutes. And I'll tell you what, I, w I was concerned before the game. I thought we always give everyone a game. But with a two-week break, with the COVID situation, I was thinking, are they going to have the energy? Have they had enough time to work on the training ground? Yeah. But the energy, it was the most complete. We've been waiting for a complete performance for Wolves from first minute to the last. Uh, for a long, long time, and it was the, the most complete performance. The energy levels in the first 15, 20 seconds, they were on the front foot, and I don't think United got out there half for about the first four minutes as well. To be honest, we did that at home against them, and we just lost the game, so that result taints our thoughts, and we think, oh my God, oh, we've lost that. You know, and, and we, we the front foot football 
just suits Wolves when we do it and we decided to do it. And and, and the big player for me was um, Daniel Pedence oh. and Trinko. Trinko yeah. gets a lot of stick, but the, the two of them Link played up. in such a, such a way. They were neither forwards or midfielders and, and, and Manchester United's back whatever they had at the back. They just couldn't cope with their positioning. We were and, enjoying and Dan- all the Samosa triangles that were going on in the middle of the park, Manny. Yeah, man. Brilliant triangles everywhere. It was like short passing, coming short. But Pedence would then be ahead of Raul. He'd make the run, the dart behind. And he was sensational. And that that, that little guy deserves uh, a bit of a run because he's never really, I don't think at Wolves since he's been there because of injury and changes in formation and other options we've had, you know, um, he hasn't really had a real long run, and I hope he gets a run where the um, uh, you know, um, shows us what he what he can do. He he went to Old Trafford and he ran circles around that United defence, and that set everything up. Matinho and Neves, man, you know when they play like that, is there a better centre midfield duo in the, in the league, man, honestly. Every, they were purring, pundits were purring at them too because they were just controlled the theatre of dreams. They were the superstars. They were the, you know, the superstars on stage. How, how many times, how many times has Matinho been written off, man? People, he yeah. hasn't got the legs, he hasn't got... I'm sure, thing. I'm sure something's happened there where growing younger is a thing. He actually... Is he Benjamin grows, Button? Bench. He grows younger. <laughs> I think he was 35 last year. Now he's 34. He's Benjamin he, Button he, of Wolves. Honestly, he's like, again, 20 games. He's virtually played every single game. Hardly had a break. And he just looks so fresh, running. He's actually running into the penalty area, wasn't he? He was chasing a ball into the penalty area at one stage. He never did that. I'll tell you what, he's, yeah. he, he's a leader. He might not be the captain. But he's a, he's a born winner, yeah. you know. He's still got the that youthful joy and energy to play. Apparently, he trains so well, almost. Like, I mean, they go on about Ronaldo, how he trains and keeps yeah. fit and everything. Yeah. And there was two players on there. The two most capped players for Portugal were yeah. on that pitch last night. Ronaldo and then Joe Matinho is is number two in their in their all time caps. And it was our oh, yeah. Matinho came out on top. I mentioned to somebody before, I think I don't know who it was, I said, Joe Martinio never, ever, touch wood, gets injured. Just doesn't get injured. Um, he doesn't have knocks. He keeps him. If you watch the warm-ups, I know people don't really watch the warm-ups. They don't come up, come in that early. But if you, especially at Molyneux, go, go in a bit early and watch the intensity of each player, nobody matches Joe Martinio, the way he runs around in the warm-up. And you think he should be protecting himself. Should be uh, maybe taking it easy, given his age, but he gives everything in the warm up. There's does. nothing left behind, and 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 it's, it is there might be a bit of a mentality because Ronaldo's had that for years, and you know Ruben Neves as well. Um, and we, we, you know what, we're really blessed, we're really really blessed um, to have that calibre for everything that we say about Fosun, maybe tightening the purse strings or not spending, or we need. They've bought some of the greatest players ever, ever, to where, you know, it's not tempting fate. You know what, uh, Rebecca, it's about living in the moment. We've waited 42 bloody years to beat Manchester United <laughs> at Old Trafford. It's, it's just, you know, it's time to 
celebrate and enjoy the moment and whatever that life brings we've got to enjoy our moments a bit more and not get a bit too down at, and you know out about what will happen will he go will he come players will always come and go we've had Martino and Neves for a combined nine years together nine years of that, when you actually think of it like that because when Neves come and so we thought Martino was coming towards the end of his career you know you know, a lot of players of his age wouldn't be able to com command the midfield like that he does. And he's going to have games where he's like every player that's going to be a little bit off his. But Neves, when he first come, well, we'd have him in the chat maybe two years. And they keep saying, and he's still here. He's a, He's got a wolf tattoo across you know his what? body. He, he has. And in, in his interviews, he never talks about anything but wolves, about how he loves the town, he loves the city. He loves, you know, his family is settled, his kids are born Everything, you know, he loves everything about it. And somebody called David James keeps popping up saying Foden out. I'm telling you right now, you know, they, even the players yesterday, Jose Sarr, Foden bought him. Daniel Pedence, Foden bought him. We had Fabio Silva. You know what? I want Fabio Silva this morning to take his mask off because that wasn't Fabio Silva for 10 minutes. He came on. He held he the ball. Job, he? he controlled the ball. He held off Varane, and Varane's like one of the world's greatest defenders. Held him off, and he drew. He drew two fouls in the corner as well, didn't he? Clever. Yeah. I mean, I've got to. I was talking to a few fans before the game. We were talking about uh, Fabio, and I, I mean, I, we, 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 we were chatting and talking about the game where Raúl was out. Then he started Wang, and then Wang got injured yeah. and he didn't come. I was thinking, like, yeah. does he trust him if he's yeah. not going to play him? He's got to go out for a loan. There and then yesterday, call, yeah. in the biggest stage of all, yeah. really, he takes off Raul, which was a big call, and yeah, puts yeah. him on. And a minute later, before that goal, yeah. Fabio Silva got the ball. There was three players around him. He yeah. managed to control the ball late off for the, for the pass to Adama. And we yeah. got the goal from that. We did, you know. And I think that's, you know, he's a kid. Remember, he's a kid. Silva can change in six months a lot because he is so young. So he's like a sponge. He's taking a lot in. And even from not playing and having disappointments and not coming on, that's also a learning curve and how I mean, large... What do you make of this comment here from Dave? I mean, Dave, I mean, at some point when we get into the transfer windows, mate, if you want to come on and have your say in the right you know way, what? you I want David James, I want my club to get better into Europe. Of course I do. Am I happy with mediocrity? Mate, this is the first time we've beaten Man United in 42 years. We haven't done it before, so we should be celebrating and enjoying this moment. Of course, there. It wasn't uh, a mediocre position. performance last night. Mediocre, we we outclassed Manchester you know, United was, in their backyard. All we're we're saying is, you know, we want enough players to supplement. Hundred percent. When we get injuries, we would like a few positions where they're like for like. So in centre midfield, we know if Neves is injured, we can't really replace him. You know, up front, we saw when Raúl was injured, we struggled to replace him. So, yes, we do need to strengthen in certain areas. Of course we do. No one's denying that and we, we need those players in. But actually, those first 11, 11 players, when we put 11 players on the pitch, as we've proved, you know, we've conceded two really dodgy goals against the big four and we've like competed in every game against anybody that we've played. And that's all you ask for for your team. So that's not, if that's mediocre, then... I don't think it is. I think it's actually, you know, I think the back five have improved since last year. I think the goalkeeper has improved since last year. I think Nelson Samedo 
and Eight Nuri are better players than last year. I think Neves is better than last year. I think yeah. Martinho is better than last year. I think Daniel Pedence is better than last year. Okay, Triore maybe isn't yet. You know, he's been struggling. Well, Raul maybe isn't, you know, back to his best yet. But actually, we've made some real strides with our... Now, all we're saying is we want Bruno backed and him given the tools to bring two or three players in to supplement in case we have injuries. And he knows that. He's been vocal about that. We want that, of course, we want that. But don't forget to celebrate what you have as well because we have some real, real special players at our club. I think it was quite... Um, um, what Bruno said about... Um, the board and the hierarchy about we've got a plan, we know what we're doing, we're all together in it, and we want we we we're working on a plan to make it the team that you love and improve. I mean, it, it's difficult in the January window because no one wants to sell their best players, no matter whether you're going for a title, whether you're trying to stay in the division, or you're you're in the cup or something like that. It's always difficult. January is, but we do have to do, do have to do some business. He's recalled every player, hasn't he? Everyone that's been on loan. Toti Gomez has come back today from Grasshoppers. You know, he's a very highly rated centre-half. Um, even Morgan Gibbs-White's back in, at Compton today because he's injured at the moment. Uh, you know, so he's got Sanderson back, he's got Giles back. They may not be the answers, but until he gets somebody in and has, has the numbers in, he, he wants to have a look at them. But, you know, Sue Jukes is 100% right. He has improved. Tony Roberts, you know, the goalkeeping coach is, who works on... He's the been brilliant. Pieces. He brilliant. works on defensively. He works um, on set pieces and and offensively. Wolves are now in the first end of the first week of January and still not conceded a set-piece goal. Under Nuno last year, we looked like conceding a set-piece goal on every bloody corner. So... That is that media. Is that going backwards? That's actually a progression, a huge progression. And who took the decision to get rid of Nuno and bring Bruno in? Fosun did. So okay, yeah, you know we can slag. And at Fosun the time, it was a big call, but it seems like yeah. it was the right decision. You know, they haven't they haven't got everything right. They probably have wasted money. But like I said, well, I'll go back to having people like Neves and Matinho and Samedo. Look at the way he's come. Eight Nuri, what a deal that was. They got him in. They agreed at 20 million. They decided not to exercise it and then got him for 10 or whatever it was. So they got him for half the price, you know. And now everybody's after him in the world, world of football because he's such a talented player. So they've actually made some... Look at Patricio. They got rid of him. We all worried, oh no, what's going to happen? He only, they only went and bought the signing of the season. All the pundits, Gary Neville, everybody's saying it's a signing of the season. He's been he brilliant, hasn't he, mate? I mean, and the, the other thing as well, I mean, we've played as well as we played and they did have a couple of... The, the Man United are going to have a couple, but we, we literally controlled the game apart from probably that five or ten minute spell just after Bruno Fernandes come up. And then right in the fifth minute of added time, they get that free kick yeah. two yards outside the box. You've got... Two of the best players in the world in standing the world. over it, Ronaldo and Bruno Fernandez. And Jose yeah. Sarr stood yeah. tall and made the save. And the, and the way that, that. It, you said it was um, rep, rep um, Cardiff, Cardiff. Yeah. it was like the Cardiff game when they celebrated. It was, it, was, it, was, it was the last seconds of the match, it was the last kick. And it was almost like with those two on the ball on the edge of the it's like a penalty for them. They're, 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 they're that, they're that good of 
hitting the target and we kept it out. But I'll go back to even under Nuno when we beat City, when we beat, um, you know, we beat Liverpool in the cup, we beat Man United in the cup. We never, uh, we never actually do- really truly dominated one of the big clubs from start to finish, especially in their backyard. But we have, we've just dominated one. We've took them apart, really, and it should have the, the scoreline was actually flattering on Man United that it was only one nil. So that's a, that's progression. If that's not progression, then okay, maybe not. You know, let some uh, <laughs> let's everyone's entitled to their opinions, and you know that's what life's all about. So I'll respect what uh, anyone else thinks, but I just look at each player individually, and I'll just ask the question: Have you got better yet? And all I want the board, if I if I'm looking at someone like Jeff, and just say, mate, just give him those two or three players, just in case, you know, like Sice is away, we shouldn't really be trying to blood Sanderson, who's never ever played Premier League football, really. You know, we should have somebody. So maybe, you know, eight Nuri plays wing back, and Martel goes into that position or something. But we sh- we should have somebody there, and I think Marcel has played there, hasn't he? Yeah, he has played yeah, in that. Look at Jurson Mascara. He came in and actually in, in pre-season, he looked a beast. No one could get past him and then he gets injured. So he could he could turn out to be an absolute incredible signing. What Neto and Johnny coming back, you know, we've got we've got exciting bits into our team. Don't worry about it, people. Don't get too downhearted. Um, actually, enjoy. Enjoy the moment. Life will be over in a flash, believe it or not. So enjoy these days and and celebrate some of the well great said, players mate. playing. playing and us, just yeah. remind everyone before we move on, your um, your man of the match and your performance rating and why. Yeah, you know what? I give that complete and utter ten out of ten because, like for me, we've beaten big teams before, but actually we're dominating them on their own patch. You can't fault any player. I couldn't fault any of them. You know, some of them weren't as spectacular as others. You know, but you see the pundits of, of what actually Raul did off the ball because he did a lot off the ball work that even Cavani and Ronaldo didn't. So while he's not scoring and while he, it's not quite coming off for him, he does occupy a lot of defenders and it allows them, uh, you know, Pedenz and um, uh, Trinko to do their bits. So, but my man of the match is going to be Daniel Pedenz because that front foot football attacking them, he led that in the first half. Every time the ball went to him, he was very tricky. He got a few shots. He managed off. to turn and find space as well. He's, 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 you watch some of the, I mean, I watched the second half again today and I watched some of the highlights, but the, the way he creates space for himself. And he's also got that knack of delivering that ball uh, where you think he's going to go on the outside. He cuts in and he, he hits that in swinger. And it's so hard to defend. And he's done that a few times. And we nearly got a couple of goals from that as well. He is. He's got an assist in him all the time. He does find players with 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 his crosses, which is really really important. You know. So, like I said, people can have their opinions, and I'm reading a few comments. Don't have a go at anybody for having an opinion different for you from you. Just move on. That's just life. That's why why we well, love that, football. That's what football's you know? all about, isn't yeah, it, Manny? And uh, we don't. I mean, I'm I'm really happy for people and the, the, the guys in the comments to uh, to have a conversation, and David can have his. I can see the frustrations when people, because the last window they tried to buy players, they didn't get them in. Now that, you know, it's come out, maybe they have to sell to buy, who will we sell? But then, you know, 
I, I think there's a lot of positives as well. There's not just negatives. Yes, we need those players. I've said that myself. But I want to celebrate this moment. I want to celebrate us taking apart Manchester United, you know, it at Old Trafford. Man, we should be happy about that. <laughs> um, and what a start to the year. Manny, thank you so much. I know no that problem. you're going to be on your travels again on Friday. So we might yeah, not I'm see going, you, uh, yeah. unless I can get you on a Wi-Fi connection here. <laughs> what the time difference is. But we, we may or may yeah. not see you on the on extra time. But uh, we, yeah, when man. we get back, we'll have that game in tennis as well. Yeah, hopefully I'll be back, um, uh, back soon. But um, uh, thank you to all the comments. Thank you for supporting. And just be a little bit positive. It's not about happy clapping, you know. But let's be honest, if you ain't going to happy clap after beating United away, when are you going to happy clap? <laughs> exactly. Thanks ever so much, buddy, and stay safe. Cheers. Thank oh, you. and uh, congratulations to your mar and pa. I think it's their wedding anniversary. Yeah, 50, 50, 52 years, not out, doing really well. So I'll see them in a couple of days. Congratulations. Make you, sure you Cheers, pass mate. on our best wishes, mate. We will. Cheers. Thank you, everybody. Cheers, buddy. Uh, that's Manny, um, absolutely brilliant. And if you've not seen uh, the instant fan reaction, uh, I managed to uh, meet up with Manny just outside of Old Trafford within about 10 minutes of the game finishing. And we uh, got together with these boys. We did our instant fan reaction. Make sure you check that out on the channel along with the match vlog. And I know a few of you said, please smash a like on the video. I'd appreciate if you do that. It lets YouTube know that you enjoy uh, this uh, show. Next on... Oh, I'm going to be really looking forward to seeing what this young man has to say. Hi, Paul. Hello, Dave. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year to you all. Happy New Year. And what a happy New Year it is, Paul. Yeah, um, incredible, wasn't it? I've, I've been on a high all day um, from, from watching that last night. So, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, man. I, I, I tell you, were you there? That did you get? Were you, were you able to go? Wasn't able to go uh, last night. I um, you don't miss gave many. My ticket, I gave my ticket away, but I'm doing Brentford, West Ham, Tottenham. I think those are the next three, aren't they, away from home? Well, I'm hoping I get a ticket for Brentford. I'm a bit worried about that because uh, I think you you were gold or a silver. Gold, yeah, I got mine today. My tickets. So, yeah, um, and there's only sixteen hundred uh, tickets, and I'm I class myself as bronze. Um, because I'm not gold or silver. I, I've got a lot of points, but there's a ballot, so I hope I get a ticket for Brentford because I really want to go. Um, but I'll just uh, the only game I've, I've missed so far is Brighton, which was difficult uh, for a lot of people to get to uh, Brighton. Yeah. But you still managed, obviously, you must have still like obviously watched the game and probably couldn't believe what you were seeing. I watched it with my girls and um, they loved it because it was just such, despite the low scoreline, 1 0. It was really exciting match in both halves for different reasons. So, yeah, we were on the edge edge of our seats. And to be honest, in the first 15 minutes or so, I couldn't really believe what I was watching because I've seen us at Norwich a few weeks back. Well, yeah. Um, I've seen us in some Palace. other recent. Yeah, that's a good. That's another great example. And those performances were a million miles from what I saw, especially in the first 15 minutes. And it's hard to put your finger on it, isn't it, really? Because the players were... Well, you were a little bit like me, thinking, bitten two-week break, what we're going to... With all the COVID, are they going to have the energy and the the thing, could we get taken apart? Because I was... I said to a couple of the fans, because I was having a good chat with a few fans in the, in the stand before, 
And I'm, I, my view was we're either going to get battered or we're going to win this game. I, it was like that was just it, it just dependent. And within the first minute, the way we started the game set. I listened to a lot of talk sport on the way here today. Um, and they were talking about the game. And they were just talking about how Wolves started. And they were talking about some of the pundits were saying that Man United, they're at home. And one of their players had talked about that they never started the game on the front foot. They let Wolves, they were quite passive. And Wolves just took control of the game and kind of like put them on the back foot straight away. And they never really recovered other than maybe that period just after Bruno Fernando came on. And like when he hit the bar... And I was thinking, because, you know, as a Wolves fan, we dominate a game and then they have bang, wash, score. When he hit the bar and then there was a disallowed goal just after because, uh, I mean, Wolves' defence were very, very, very good because they could have easily got sucked in uh, with um, Ronaldo standing in front of them and they held their line and he was offside. When that passed and then we sort of, again, took control of the game, it was just like, maybe, just maybe it's going to happen this time. And it did. When Matinho, I bet you when Matinho hit the back of the net, you were off the chair, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think next door heard me as well through uh, through the wall. But um, yeah, I, mean, I, knew, I knew that you probably would ask tonight about like what was different last night compared to those other away matches. And one thing that I keep coming back to is intent. And when you do a freeze frame, on when Traore crosses it in for the goal. Yeah. Obviously, he's in the picture and Semedo's not far behind him, but there's five other players in and around the box. And to me, that's something that we've lacked a little bit, especially away from home. Simply having more players prepared to commit and say, if it breaks on the edge, I'm there to keep the pressure on, or maybe I'll get in the box and try and get on the end of a cross. And I think that was one of the main reasons we just committed probably a few more people further forward more often. And Man United couldn't get out, could they, against us in the first well, half? No, and you, if you looked at the win-backs as well, Semedo and Marcel busting a gut to create the overlap. Yes, that was the real... I think Bruno highlighted that, didn't he, in his post-match yeah. comments. The space was on the outside and Semedo and Marcel both exploited it very well. So um, fair play to him for, for getting his tactics spot on. He's obviously had a couple of weeks to think about how he'd uh, approach this match. And because they play that very narrow formation, it made Four, perfect two, two, sense. Two. I've never known anyone else play that. Crazy. I think way. Watford do a version of it or did. Um, they matched us up second you know, half though, didn't they, Paul? They had to, a bit like Everton at home. Remember when they bought, um, they bought Delphon, didn't they, at half-time? And they changed their formation to because they had to change to cope with us, which is a real positive sign, you know. Oh, what a compliment! Teams are having to, it's a massive compliment, yeah. So um, he got his tactics spot on. Um, I thought he made all the changes at the right time as well, and I thought he made the right decision yeah. taking Raul off when he did. He was done, and he brought on Fabio to give that little bit of extra useful energy, and he did a good job when he came on Fabio. He played a part in the goal and the build-up, and he was also very intelligent about how he used the ball in the last 10 minutes. For a 19-year-old lad, he showed a great deal of experience using his body to protect the ball in the corner and draw fouls. 
it's what you'd expect from a 30-year-old striker, not necessarily a 19-year-old striker. So hopefully he'll get a run out against Sheffield um, on Sunday. I know well, that he's yeah, really yeah. With I mean, I think but... we all know that Ru- 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 Ruddy is probably a shoo-in for keeper. Um, will he? I mean, will he trial? I think he'll keep the defence pretty much similar. Will he trial Sanderson or Marcel? I mean, it'd be a good practice game. I mean, I mean, I'm hoping. I mean, we go strong because I want to run in the FA Cup. I think it's an opportunity for us. I think a team like Wolves can win the FA Cup. I was, you know, I've only been annoyed with Nuno twice. Once was the, uh, and they were both FA Cup. The, the you know, the, uh, the semi-final two-nil up, and he went too defensive, and could have gave up. You know, took our creative players off when he could have had. We could have kept more control of the game, and then when we surrendered. Basically, you know, played a very weak team against Southampton last last season, and you know, as Wolves fans, you know, we're we're crying out to go to a cup final. That would be magical, and it's an opportunity for someone like Wolves. I've got a home tie against Sheffield United. It won't be easy, but no. you've got you, you get through that. You maybe get another home draw. Whoever we can beat anyone on our day, but I hope we go a long way in the FA Cup because we're, we're not going down. And we've got a chance of Europe, but we could have we could we could go a long way in the in a, in this FA Cup this year because we we haven't got that relegation pressure to worry about. Exactly, and from Sheffield's point of view as well, they're not in the playoffs, but I think they're only about four or five points behind sixth place. Yeah. So to me, that might say, you know, Sheffield United probably aren't going to win the FA Cup this season, but they could sneak into the playoffs. Because they've changed the manager, they could go on a run. So, do they do they wave the white flag at this game before it's even kicked off? Do they think, you know, we're not going to win the FA Cup? Probably. Well, they're not going to have Morgan, are they? He's injured anyway. Yeah, apparently he's come back to Wolves um, to Compton because he's injured. Well, I mean, what? No, I know they've bought Royal Giles back uh, from loan. They've got a guy from Grasshoppers coming. They've bought Sanderson. What are your takes um, before we get back to the game on the uh, obviously situation with Saïs going? Who would you play in the Premier League um, as that left-sided? Um, do you think he'll he'll stick with the back three, or do you think he'll go to a back four? Um, I, I would imagine he'll stay. But who would you play there? And um, I think you know how are you feeling about the transfer window coming up? Because obviously it's come up. People want Fosun. I think we all want think it's an opportunity for Fosun to strengthen and we could really push on. Yeah. I mean, I think first of all, he has to keep the back three. It's been working really well for us. So we need to ha- have as minimal disruption as possible. And I think the way that you get that is probably by slotting Marcel in on the left. And we know that Ait Nuri's been doing a brilliant job over the last few weeks. So he comes in at left wing back. I think that's what happens against Southampton. As for the FA Cup match, I don't know how experimental he'll be. Maybe he should try that in that match. Um, So I don't expect big changes in terms of the shape. And for me, it's Marcel in um, and Ait Nuri to left wing back. And and on Sace quickly, what a player he's been over the last few few months for us. I genuinely think he's probably one of the most underrated players in the whole of the Premier League because he's now so consistent. Um he's a goal threat in the opposition box. He, he, he pops with goals, ball. yeah. He nearly yeah. scored again. It was it's a great free kick, just a little bit yeah. high. And he's he's added um 
a great deal of composure now to his game. He's not so. He was always like shooting for a booking, wasn't he? Absolutely. I mean, I remember a penalty he gave away against Man City um, at the start of last season, which kind of summed him up a bit at the time, really. He was really prone to that kind of mistake. And now, touch wood, he's not. And I know there's a lot to be said for having young players, but there's also a lot to be said for experience in your team. And people like him, Matinho, Cody, you need experience in your team. So, and he's captain of his country, I believe, isn't he? He so, is. So it's, uh, Andy Saunders has got a question because it's come up on the radar today, hasn't it? That there's uh, there's been, uh, I mean, uh, again, there's going to be lots of these things about uh, Matt Doherty coming back to Wolves. Some say Wolves have bidded for him. Some people are saying it's part of a swap deal uh, with money with Triori. What's your thoughts on that? My, my first thought is I haven't hardly given any thought to it because I think it's a non-starter. I just don't think it's something that would happen. Um. I don't think it's a priority area for us, um, and I would be really, really surprised if it did, if it did happen. And I actually think that wing back now is one of our strongest positions because on the right, um, Samedo's been vastly improved this season. He has. Hoover's shown he can come in and do a good job, and also into that mix now. Soon we'll be saying Johnny because he can play right side or left side. So wing back. I wouldn't bother uh, with it. We all know that there's other areas of the pitch that need to be strengthened as a greater priority than right wing back. So I haven't really thought about it much because I just think it's a non-starter. And any more thoughts on uh, on Triori when we're into January? I th- obviously, he didn't get a direct assist yesterday, but he did cross the ball that was headed out by Phil Jones for Matinho to finish off. Yeah, I'd love him to sign a new contract because I just think he gives us something different and he'd give any team in the Premier League something different. But we saw we saw him last night at his best, out wide, one-on-one with the fullback, beat him, get the cross in. I don't think Bruno really wants him to do that. He wants him to play inside. He wants him to uh, play into, into feet and not necessarily go on the outside and get a cross in. But if I was his manager... I would just keep it so simple simple for him. Stay out wide, get the ball to him because we can with players like Neves, beat your man and get it into the box. And it's that simple. I think yeah, I think that makes a good point. I think we'll have to wait and watch and see how that pans out, to be fair, doesn't it? Won't we, mate? Uh, and on your um, man of the match and your performance rating, Paul? Such a tough decision. I know Manny's really well. I've got to ask you. It's, Let's I'd go with the performance rating first. Let's do that one first. I'll Get give that it out. a nine. A not I'm nine. Are you nine. like um, Craig Webber Hallwood or something? You know, I've got to hardly ever give a ten. How, why are you not giving that a ten? I think it's second goal. More goals. I think if we'd have got a second goal, I'd given it a, a ten. Um, but I mean, nine out of ten. I've never said that before. So um, you can do nine point five. I'll stick with nine. Oh, nine! So it's a nine. <laughs> that's the highest score we've had off Paul. So that's good. Yeah. Um, I gave I yeah. gave it a ten on my match reaction, and yes, yeah, first on the first time I've ever given um, it a ten. I just thought 
sod it I'm giving it a 10 we, 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 we controlled the game I told Trapper we outclassed them we scored we won yeah. the match the fans went ballistic almost a perfect away. well it was a perfect away day so anyway 9 out of 10 now now the tricky one who are you going with it's a three way problem for me I mean Manny made a really good case for Pedence and he had six goal attempts which is fantastic you know from a from a wide forward. Obviously, Matinho, not just his goal, but he was outstanding all match, um, controlled the midfield. But I think, for me, Neves clinches it. Um, I read a stat about him from the game last night, and I think two-thirds of his passes were made in the opposition half. And that, for me, is a big reason why we won the match, because he, along with Matinho dominated that midfield and I thought he was so positive on the ball he played a big role in the goal I tell you what Paul, he, nearly, having... he, nearly, he nearly replicated his derby goal as well didn't he I was just saying that yeah he's inches away from another outstanding goal and um, I'm not saying if he wasn't playing we wouldn't have won last night but he's a massive reason why we did win well, I think I think that's a good fall. So there you are, guys. Don't forget, you get your chance to vote at the end. So far, we've got one vote for Daniel Pedence, and now we've got a vote for uh, Ruben Neves. Uh, Jazz of West Ham fan, I just want to say thank you to the Wolves team for helping us with that title, George. Keep beating the big teams, please. Well, we'll try, and we'll take a Adama. Thanks very much. Fair enough. Um, Forty million, and you can uh, you can have his uh, you can have him. Um, <laughs> Uh, mate, just to finish up on, uh, Happy New Year to you and the family. Uh, I take it you're yeah, going you. to the game on Sunday. Yeah, I've got tickets for both the kids, so we're going to that one, and I've got them both a ticket for Southampton as well, so I'll be there for that. Absolutely. Thanks again for joining us today, Paul. Much appreciated. Pleasure. Lovely to speak to you, and um, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, Paul. Take care, and we'll hopefully see you on the next one. Yep, look forward to it. Brilliant. So that's Paul. Hello. Right, I think we might be back. So, guys, so sorry about that. Um, the internet went and I'm now connected up to my phone. Can you hear me okay, Paul? Now we've lost we've lost Paul. <laughs> hey, this is entertaining. Live television. Or live YouTube. We've lost Paul. I got back and Paul's been lost. So we're going to have Max over in Australia. Hello, Dave. How are you going? Uh, yeah, this is the, that was the um, halftime interlude. Um, Paul's yeah. now back, but he's lost his spot. So you'll have to wait till after this. Max, uh, yeah, guys, I'm really sorry. If I do go, I will endeavour to uh, get, just hold with me just a second, will you? Whilst yeah, I. Um, I'll get something. This is live, live as we go. I'm just trying to uh, make sure I don't lose connection again and charge my phone up as we go. So, Max, whilst I'm doing this, talk us through what time of the day you watched the uh, the game. Uh, it was 4.30 in the morning. Mate, that is what you call commitment. 4.30 uh, yeah. in the morning. Yeah, it was. How did you, uh, were you, what what happened? Did you wake your mom and dad up when you were? Uh, nah, no, we don't. Just, nah, no, we don't. 
don't know whether I hear my alarm. So, yeah, I just, I'm normally quiet when I watch the game, which is good. Fantastic, mate. I think I've, um, I'm almost organised now. I've just got my phone, hopefully. By the way, I've got my wool shirt on, Dave. You told me to bring it on for the show. Um, There you go. You've got the black away top. Yeah, I love wearing it. It's very nice to wear. Very nice top. So anyway, I really apologise for everyone for the loss of signal. As I say, I'm over in Bristol at a Premier Inn, and as <laughs> Chaotic Ranger says, Dave's in a Premier Inn and Matt's in Australia got a better connection than Dave. You're not wrong about that, mate. I tell you, I just it just mm-hmm. went for a second there. Uh, Carl says, "Good day, mate. Commitment to the course, um, course but we're yeah. back. We're back up and running." And that's that's it. We, 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 I'm connected to my phone now rather than the Wi-Fi, so we'll see how we go. Max, talk me through um, how you felt about that match from start to finish. Yeah, it was just it was an amazing match to watch day for us. I mean, probably the best of the whole season. I mean, just the, from the start, those first 10, 15 minutes, as you said, we were just unbelievable. Like we were just all over Man United, and we were just you know on the front the whole time. I just I just couldn't believe it, Dave. It was unbelievable to watch. Does it make you proud to be a Wolves fan? Oh, yeah, of, of course. I mean, to see where we are, see how we're going now, and to be the second like, best defence in the league in terms of goals conceded, it's just unbelievable, Dave. And uh, I bet you know a few United Australians, don't you? Yeah, they would have definitely not been happy with... Um, they boasted about it on my Instagram about um, that for the win. Absolutely, mate. Well, well, you can wear your. Uh, yeah, I mean, are you out of lockdown over there now? Are you? Ah, uh, yeah, we are, and but the cases are rising over here because of the Omicron. But I think, yeah, we're going to be okay for now. Next couple of weeks, I think we're we'll right. That's fantastic, mate. Absolutely, mate. Well, I'm glad that you did. And um, who was your? Um, who, who you? What was your sort of levels in terms of like what you're thinking about um, with the transfer window? What would you uh, like to see happen? Um, I don't know, to be honest, I think, um, I don't know about, I'm trying to think, you know, I think it's good that we broke back some of our loan players, um, I think that could definitely help the squad a bit for now, but, um, in terms of transfers, oh, I don't really know, to be honest, uh, but with Traore, I don't, I'm trying to think if we should keep him or not, but, you know, I'm a bit the stuck thing with on Traore, him. The thing with Traore, Max, I mean, yeah. I love Traore. I like the fact he's what is one of the players he can get you off your seat when he gets the ball and he's running yeah. exciting and he obviously his end products has always been the issue in his decision making but he yeah, is exciting course, yeah. um, and if and we keep saying over and over how many times it will it come good when it, you know he did create havoc yesterday when he came on and he he did provide yeah, the cross and get a direct assist but he scored yeah. it but the other thing is. He's now only got 18 months left on his contract. So yeah. if Wolves leave, his value, because his contract's running out, he's dropping. His value is yeah, dropping. And, you know, come, I'm not sure when it is, whether it's six months out or 12 months out, Carl Whitehouse will probably know the stats on this. He can pop up and tell me. But there's some comes to a point where they can start negotiating pre-contract and he can end up lo- we can end up losing him for nothing. Yeah, so, I've heard about that a lot. For, if he's not signing his new contract, which I don't know why he's, it's it's what the thing someone said it's to do with a release clause or something that they can't agree. Um I heard. But like if he's not signing this new contract, which would put him on a three or four year deal, 
which would yeah. obviously protect Wolves' is, is, is value as an asset. At yeah, some point, Wolves are going to have to think we need to cash in because we could end up losing someone we paid eighteen million for that's worth X amount. But also, if someone comes in now with 25, 30 million, they might cash in on him because his value is only going to drop if he doesn't sign that new contract. Maybe he'll sign the new contract, but I don't know. I think that's the key. Yeah, I'll be interested to do a, a bit of a, a Vox Pop um, in the chat. All you need to put um, is keep or sell uh, for Adama in the chat. Let's have a bit, of, a bit of a vox pop on uh, what you think. Would you sell, if you could get 25, 30 million for Adama, would you sell him or would you say keep? Um, your um, performance rating, Max? Oh, I gave it, I probably, yeah, it was between a nine and nine and a half for me. Are you going 9.2 or 9.25 then? Have oh, you going probably, I'll probably give it a bit of, I'll, I'll, actually, no, I'll, I'll stay with a nine. I think I agree with Paul, not a second goal, but you know, I mean, it's unbelievable performance. Definitely deserves a nine. I know you said ten, but you know, yeah, it was just unbelievable, Dave. As I said, I think a nine definitely deserved the defence we had, the way we just went through United. It was just, it was crazy. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Loads of people are saying keep. Uh, Merv's just made me laugh because he's just a funny guy. Keep sell for thirty <laughs> for thirty pound plus free premier in breakfast. Well, I have got one of them in the morning. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, it means 30 million. I was going to say that would be <laughs> hilarious. And your man of the match, who are you going to go for? Max? I'm going to go with Jao Matinho. We just have to go for him. He was just, he was just, I mean, he was a difference maker in the end. He just, you know, in the midfield, obviously with Neves, they were just able to get the ball through. And, you know, that's, it was just the biggest difference maker in the end. Absolutely, Matt. Well, you know, absolutely. So now, guys, we've got a one vote for Pedence. We've got one vote for Neves and we've got one vote for Joey uh, Matinho. So that start thinking about uh, when we get to the Vox Pop at the end and I'll, the producer will have to, I know she'll be watching Emma back home, um, will have to text me, WhatsApp me the result um, when we start getting the votes in at the end. Hopefully the connection will stay till then. Uh, Max, um, any final, uh, how did you see in the new year, Max? Oh, yeah, I just spent it with family and um, the fire. We couldn't see the fireworks that well. I don't think they were that good this year, but yeah, just spent it with the family, which is really nice. Mate, you know what? You know why you couldn't see the fireworks? Why? Because you had to wait three days for the fireworks at Old Trafford for the mighty. Yeah, wolf. of course. Now, now, now I don't miss those fireworks. The fireworks came for the Wolves game. Absolutely. What a start. Absolutely brilliant. And Max will also be on the International Fan Reaction, which will be out yeah. tomorrow night sometime. So thanks for sending that in as well, Max. Appreciate yeah, it. Good. And uh, well done on getting up at half four in the morning and watching for two. That is commitment. But you are young, so your recovery time is still pretty good, I would imagine. Yeah, it is pretty good. <laughs> all the best, Max. Yeah, all the best, Dave. See, thank you everyone for watching the chat. Always Wolves. See you Always Wolves, mate. See ya. Uh, that's Max all the way in Australia. As uh, was quite pointedly as he's got a better internet connection than me today. Uh, and now, hopefully, we'll have back uh, Paul. Last time you were on, last time you were on, you you, you cut the power. No, you cut the power, mate, or something happened. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Now um, you're over there in the Bahamas, aren't you, mate? Yes, I am. Yes, I am, Dave. Happy New Year to everyone, by the way, yourself and everyone. See what this is. What this is what we do over here. 
we go from Wolverhampton to Australia to the Bahamas to Bristol. <laughs> and you've probably got better internet connection than me. So talk me through how you where you watched the game and how you and, and what was happening when we scored that goal. So yeah, I watched I watched the match at home with my I've got my best mate here is a Man United fan. Oh so, did you watch it with him? Yes, so I invited him round. Um I was actually very confident that we were gonna at least well I, I knew we weren't gonna lose. Um I've been watching United of late and really they're, they're terrible to be honest that's not taking away anything um, from our performance but i was very confident that we would get something from the game and, and we so, did yeah, yeah we did we were absolutely brilliant um i know a lot of the previous uh, speakers have spoken about the, t- the team performance and the players and rightly so they were fantastic but i want i want to wax lyrical a little bit about bruno large because when myself, like everyone else, when Nuno left, absolutely heartbroken. And um, just like when Arsenal appointed Arsene Wenger, there was the sort of questions, Arsene who? And obviously for Wolves fans, it was Bruno who? But I tell you what, the match last night for me actually was a watershed moment for him because I think most of the fans now have accepted that we've actually got a really good, arguably upgrade on Nuno. Um, I, I listened to this guy in his in his pre-match interviews, and he gets questions asked about the teams that he's going to play. And sometimes I actually have to say to myself, Bruno, don't say anything because his breakdown in terms of how he's going to approach these teams is absolutely spot on. You heard it last night. Um, so in, in, in his um, post-match about how he beat United. His tactical breakdown was absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And it, it worked to a T in the game. I think I, think I read somewhere where before, in preparation for this match, he had the defence looking at their performance against Crystal Palace. Palace and Norwich, and I think I mean we played those teams a couple of uh, weeks ago. When he first joined the club, he asked that a room be built where the team actually got in, and there was a TV screen where they would review and analyze every game. This guy is a brilliant tactician. I don't know if any anyone else knew or everyone else knew, but he was actually touted by Arsenal as a as a possible manager before they appointed Arteta. I didn't know that, no. Yeah, he was. He was. So they obviously took into account what he did, what he'd done at Benfica. And I'd go as far to say that this guy is going to go all the way to the top. I, and I hopefully his, take Wolves all the way yes, to the top. Definitely. I read his history in terms of his playing career, how he joined up with Carvis, Carvajal. About um, Cavalio at Swansea yeah, and Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. and everything... He's got a coached a lot of youth football. Yeah, got his chance. Uh, was thrown into the Lions Den at Benfica and mm-hmm. only lost one of the next eighteen. Only drew, dropped two points out of the left next eighteen games Absolutely. to win the league and scored hundred goals. Absolutely. You can see, you can see in some of the play yesterday and earlier earlier games this season how attacking we can be mm-hmm. and why Benfica. I know 
probably the Portuguese league on the whole isn't as strong. They've still got some good teams in there, Sporting Lisbon, Braga's a good side. Um, you've got Benfica, you've got Porto, but maybe not the strength in depth of the Premier League. Um, but to score 100 goals in any division, but like, obviously he had some good players there. If we could start putting the ball in the back of it, I mean, I, I, I don't know whether you agree with this. If we'd have won two, three or four yesterday, I don't really think anyone could have complained. My my Man United um, fan buddy was here, and he said he said that we should have been four 0 up if it wasn't for the saves that De Gea made. A couple of great saves that De Gea. We we played them off the park. I mean, from the first minute we were on it, and you know he's uh, like I said he's he's an upgrade on Bruno on Nuna. He's been. I've got I've got I've got to say. Manny, Manny said it. He said it in his in his uh, interview with you earlier. When you when you come in and you you ha- you have the same players that you had last season, he really I think just Sar is the only kind of new player that he's added. Yeah. I know Mas- I know Mascara has come as well, but he hasn't played really played yet. Been injured, yeah. He, he has improved virtually every one of them. I think you're right. I mean, we've improved across the board. I think there's probably only. Really, Raul and Traore that are not really reaching like yesterday the potential on a on a. But Raul's obviously been long term injured. He, you know, he's was he still added a lot to the game yesterday. Um, but it was just a fantastic performance. And from your point of view, you you must have been off the sofa. I did. That, I what think, time was it there? You were watching it. Um, it was twelve thirty here. We're five hours behind you. So it was oh, so nice for you. So it was like a brunch with me and my my mate. So he. He was slumped in the city and I was up like just jumping. I have a fan above the ceiling. See the fan. My head nearly hit the fan. <laughs> that would not have been good, mate. It's, I know. It's in the, it's in the fan. Yeah, yeah, I know. But uh, honestly, the, the, and I, I knew the goal was coming. I just knew it was coming. I, was, I wasn't even worried. I'm, I'm not saying it's after the fact. I wasn't even worried when uh, that last minute free kick. Because Jose Sarr has just been in phenomenal form. Best shot stopper in the Premier League right now. Everyone's goalkeeper in the fantasy football in their fantasy yeah. football, I think. Yeah, without a doubt. And um, uh, so, what are you yeah. going to give it as a performance rating? Um, because we didn't score more, more goals, um, nine and a half. Nine point five, still pretty 9.5. high though. Yeah, yeah, nine point five. Impressive performance from start to finish. Man United changed their system in the second half. Still couldn't live with us. And so, because of that, my man of the match. Oh, I'm I'm agreeing with my namesake Paul on this one. Pardens had a fantastic game. He he had he had the he had the United defense in the TZ. I mean, isn't it something where they have a defender who hasn't played for two years, and he gets man of the match, Phil Jones. But the kingpin of our midfield, Ruben Neves. So you're going with Neves. Tell me why. He was everywhere. His passing, um, his pressing, his vision. I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to find another word. He's, he's the best slicer, intentional slicer, in terms of how he slices the ball from, like, pings it from, you know, from mid to, to the right. There's no one better in the league at that. Pinpoint crossing. Um, I just wish that that volley had gone in because that would have been just sensational. But yeah, he definitely gets my man of the match, and he um, is, yeah, his his stats, as Paul said, was absolutely brilliant. And I tell you what, 
Um, it's a good point from Jack here. Epic win, shocked by this team and how they how they graft and grind for the ninety minutes. I'm not used to it. Squad having so much epic work, right and passion. I think the one thing that you can see within the Wolves squad, even when things are not going well, is they have a big team spirit. I mean, the it way is. they celebrated at the end was because uh, they know they'd put in the shift, and we we all saw the heartbreak against Liverpool when they'd given yeah. absolutely everything, and they, they were all you know crestfallen at the end and then the, the, the way we didn't get the rub of the green against Man City the injustice against United earlier in the season when we again dominated the game and you know is it was it going to be another one of them yeah. and then right at the end they have that free kick and uh, Jose Sarr is equal to it and the way they celebrated as a team you know to hold on and fight and you know hopefully this maybe Wolves should have been two or three goals clear at the time, but they, they weren't. And they had that free kick and you've got Ronaldo and Bruno Fernandes, two world-class free yeah. kick takers and saw yeah. Reddit and he saved it. And like I said, I, I was really confident in, in that Saar would save it. He had the wall well organised and he was ready for it. I think at the, be, at the very beginning of the game, when you saw the players in the tunnel, you just knew, you looked at them and they were pumped up. You could see it. They were pumped up. They knew that if they played well, and I actually think that the, the, the two-week break, as it were, really helped. And I, and I knew that if the team were at full strength as such, we would get a result. I was really confident about this. I wouldn't have invited my mates around otherwise. I was really confident about this game. And, well, um, confidence so was. was there, and we and, yeah. and you were rightly proved, mate. Because I, I, was, I was quietly confident if... And I was... Like I said before the game, I, I felt I was wondering how we come how we come out that two week break and yeah. we come out really 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 well, mm -hmm. and we've got like uh, Rocco's here over in Montreal. Welcome to the channel, mate. Hope you stick around with us. Uh, it's great to see you over there in Canada. You're talking to Paul over in the Bahamas and me over in Bristol at the moment. <laughs> uh, you know we you know it's great to see people from all over the world that love and support our team. Mm -hmm. um, final thoughts from you, Paul. Yep. Um, the rest of the season and the transfer window. Great great start to the season. Um, as for the transfer window, I, th I think the biggest transfer or big, biggest activity would probably be if Bruno um, has targeted a player that he wants to buy. Obviously, we have to be self-sufficient as a club. Um, if they can get if they get the right money for Traore, I think that's the only scenario in which he'll go. It needs um, to be the right money. We'll have to yeah. wait and see how it yeah. all pans out. Yeah. Paul, absolute pleasure having you on. Hopefully, we'll see you on the international fan reaction soon because you're slacking. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a time difference that doesn't help sometimes, but I'll do much better this year. One of my mate, it, it normally, international fan normally goes out a couple of days after the thing. So even if you can't just straight away, um, you right. can always get over. My good, good to see you, uh, you Rocky. Just like your counterpart in yes, Australia. Mate. I got I got this for Christmas, so yeah. Yeah, I wore it yesterday. Um, so so yeah, he did the trick. Got Triori on the back. So uh, we yeah, can't yeah, sell him then, can we? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All, all right, best, mate. Yeah, Happy New Year. Years. Happy New Year to you all. Take care. Brilliant. Bye bye. Uh, that's that's Paul over in the Bahamas. Uh, we've got Jack who's coming on last today. 
Thank you, Jack, for waiting patiently. Appreciate it. But next up, uh, we've got Scott. Scott, where are you anywhere exotic? <laughs> Not right now. I'm at home. Where's home for you again? Uh, Wolves. Yeah, Bushbury, Wolverhampton. Bushbury Hill. Are you wearing your Bushbury Hill top, mate? I am indeed. All the green up yeah, all the up the bush, as you say. <laughs> Cheers. Mate, uh you would have watched the game yesterday. I think you did you were you there or were you watching it on the box? Um I was in a pub in Rochdale watching it with a lot of United fans. No way. Tell us yeah. more about that, Scott. That <laughs> this is a good story. In Roch first of all, what were you doing in Rochdale? And secondly, I'm not surprised that you were in that there were a load of United fans because they ain't from Manchester. A lot of them are they? <laughs> no, um, basically I travelled up to Rochdale to go and visit family because I've got a lot of family that live in Rochdale, and all that family are Man United fans. And um, there was a bit of banter before we even got to the pub, but we got to the pub and it was just a sea of red. A lot, lot of Man United fans wearing. Did kits. you have your Wolves top on? No, lucky enough. <laughs> um, you should have. Yeah, but the best the best thing about it was that watching it there, I tried to control my emotions, but we were all over them. And so it was hard it was hard to control the emotions and when we scored I just I just plus when you've had a bit of beer in you too, you literally just exploded and I had all these Man United fans giving me evil looks as I was jumping up in there and celebrating. What and I was getting yeah, but I was celebrating it. Funny enough, I was celebrating the goal with a Man City fan and a Blackburn Rovers fan, so it was all good. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, they're going to be absolutely over the moon, wasn't they? They'd be rooting for Wolves with you. I mean, just tell us the... Um, talk us through the game from being in the pub with a, a pub full of United fans. Like, from... I guess at the at the start, they were really confident, I'm guessing. To be honest, no. Um, when I spoke to... Because we had, like, where we were sitting, there was a big... Um, guy in the corner who's a massive Man United fan, you could tell he was. Um, and there was others sitting around, but I was talking to him the most, and he says he wasn't confident. He said when the when we play when they play Wolves, they're always unsure and stuff like that. Yeah. But then when I told him we had it won there for those as many years as we had, he was shocked by that. Mm-hmm. And then I said to him because my feeling going into that game was I was confident that we wasn't going to concede, but at the same time I wasn't confident we was going to score. So, for me, I thought it was going to be nil-nil. So yeah. and for a long to, period, it looked like he might be right. Well, you look at that save uh, from De Gea by Neves. Um, you just you just had a feeling it was going to be that type of game with the amount of sh- like possession we, we had, man, chances we had, and then De Gea pulls off a save like that. You're thinking, nah, th- this is not going to be our day. But then when Martinho scored, whoa. Yeah, just the feeling was unreal. That guy loves Old Trafford, doesn't he? Mate. Let's just let's just all of us pretend that we're in the pub, sitting next to uh, sitting next to Scott in Rochdale, and all around us there's a sea of red United fans. Fabio Silva's just come on the pitch. He's got three United players around him. He, he manages to keep control of the ball. He knocks it out. I don't know whether it was to Martinho or Neves. I think it was Neves, then, wasn't it? Who then knocks the ball down down the wing. You've got Troyori running after it. He's got one-on-one with the man. He flicks it into the middle. Um, uh, Was it Phil Jones gets up? He heads the ball out, but it falls, dips to Matinho. Matinho cleverly controls it with with the base of his foot and then strikes it. 
and then it heads towards the goal. He hits the back of the net. You're jumping off the thing. What are the Man United fans like? What happened with... Well, when I jumped up and I started celebrating and shouting, yes, yes, yes. So I've got the two fans from Manchester City and uh, Blackbird Rovers like clapping as well. And then I look over, and the first person I look over to is the big guy. And he was he just put his head down like that and put it down. But then one guy over the other side of the pub turned around and said, you deserve it, and stuff like this. So the reaction was good, but there was a few there giving you evils. Because like you're in their pub, you shouldn't be doing that. Especially when you see all the merchandise of Man United on the wall as well. Like oh, they got man. they got like a shirt from Chikorito. Was his was his name? They had yeah, one his shirt on the top. Didn't when he yeah, didn't have a sing about him. Chikorito. Oh, <laughs> they got a they had a, like a Rooney T-shirt on the the um, wall as well. They were proper Man United. Even the, yeah, the, the landlord of the pub. Got it right. You should have let a gold flare off. <laughs> do you know what I joked to I joked to my auntie who like she didn't come to the pub with us but I joked to her beforehand when she warned me to like keep my emotions in check Um, I said like I'll probably take my top off and throw it up in the air if we score because I was that confident we weren't going to score so yeah. when we did score and after it all settled down my cousin turned to me and went ain't you going to take your top off I was like no no We'll leave okay, that. Okay, well, well, let's just... We've got the scene there. They, they deserved it. Just before we go on, uh, we did the, I did the reaction with Manny, and I had, dibbled, I had the, both sides of the reactions whilst we are doing it from the United fans. They had one load of United fans saw we were recording that came over and were really magnanimous saying you deserved it. And then we had the other ones doing the fingers to us behind who were obviously very bitter. And mm-hmm. I always admire, admire the other lot because, like, as a fan... I always say, if we ain't played well or the other teams won it, I'll say well played, that you deserved it. But, that, you know, we had the class and the other side of it. If you watch the video back, you'll see exactly what I mean. Manny had to turn me round. But let's re- let's go forward in time, Scott. Wolves are 1-0 up. We're in added time. Mike Dean, as he likes to do, drama at the end of a Wolves match, blows his whistle. It gives a free kick to Manchester United. 70,000 fans in the stadium. All the United fans thinking this is the moment to get back into it. They said it uh, on the commentary. This is the game right here. I was saying it in the stand. The ga- This is the game right here. The Wolves fans were going, oh, it's the last minute. It always happens to us. You've got Bruno Fernandes and Ronaldo standing over the ball. What was going on? What were the United fans doing? And what was the reaction to the save? It was dead silent, first of all, when they got the free... Push. Yeah, dead silent when they got the free kick. Because, obviously, they know it's going to be the last kick of the game. And in my mind, you got that old, like, walls thing in your head where we're at Old Trafford, Ronaldo's standing over the ball, and it's the last kick of the game. What do you think is really going to happen? But then you look and think, hold on, we have one of the best defences in the league, and Saar's probably been the signing of the Premier League this season. I don't know so much... Like So I said to my cousin, I said, if Ronaldo takes this, there's a chance it might go in. But if Fernandez takes this, I'll bet money on Saar all day. And when Fernandez took it, there you go, Saar pulls off the save. And, and then, I tell you, I tell you, he's probably been the best signing we've had in a long time. So he, he's been magnificent. And then that's I tell it. you, he's, go, he's, going after, he's going after Rui for that number one Portuguese spot, the way he's playing. The way he's playing, mate. Yeah, I mean, he's, 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 he's just been magnificent in every game. He, he, I think he really believes that he's like a force field in well, goal. We've been, been lucky. We've been lucky. The defence and, and Saar this season have just been incredible. 
And that's why with Sace going, I'm worried now a little bit because it disrupts it a little bit. But it depends who he puts in his place. Who do you think will take his place? Uh, whose place? Sace's. Oh, well, what? Let's. that's why you're on as a pundit, mate. <laughs> let's have your opinion. I'm the host of the show. For me, um, because but because Bolly's not going, is he? Because he's still not fully fit. And no, then you've got Yerson's not fully back yet. So for me, you could either put Marcel there and then put like eight Nori or Hoover out on the, the left. But if if I'm being honest, I'll put Dendonka there. Dendonka has played in the back. He normally plays on the right-hand side, doesn't he? I That's think. the only problem. Do you move Kilmanov to the other side? That's the only issue with that. I've got, to, I've got to stop you for a bit of a chuckle, mate. There's some breaking news that Hungry Like the Wolf have got. Breaking news, Man United have sacked Mike Dean after last night's <laughs> terrible performance. That's Love that. quality, that is. Love it. So, uh, it's, it's hard to see a long... Marcel it's... can play in central defence, and he's more left-sided, so potentially Marcel. Mm. He probably would, more than likely will be Marcel. Like He was incredible yesterday, Marcel. Him and Samedo getting up and down. Like, they were they battling for every ball. Like but You could tell McTominay, like... Even he was losing it a little bit because he was lashing out and eventually got the booking he deserved. And it's just one of them. We frustrated them. I don't think they expected us to be on top like all game near enough. Like the only time I was worried about Man United scoring was that free kick near the end. Because even when Fernandez hit the bar, I just knew it seemed like we were going to get something out of the game. Do you know what I mean? We were definitely going to get I think something. For me, that was the moment. It was a bit like the. Um... Strangely enough, like the uh, the playoff final moment when we saved the mm. penalty, when he hit the goal, and then they, the thing I was thinking, like, I just then it was just, can we get the winner? And it was a great strike from Matinho. I mean, the uh, the whole team did really well. Even the, I thought Bruno Fernandes, I think they talked about. I thought it was talked about well. Paul uh, from Bahamas mentioned it. His tactical. Uh, the way he's, he's brilliant with his tactics. I thought he made the substitutions at the right time. There were the right substitutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made a difference when they came on. He didn't leave it late like he has done in so many occasions. He got, it was, he definitely, called, he was, it definitely, right. it was definitely a big call to take Raul off and put well, Silver on. I must admit, I think it was the right call. Raul didn't want to come off, I don't think. Um, but... He made the substitution, Raul came off, and, and Fabio Silva, who does come in for a lot of criticism, was instrumental in that goal. But like Manny he said, he's he's young. He's gonna he's only gonna get better. And like you said, he was instrumental in that goal because he held it he held the ball up to lay it off to Nevers, who played that ball out to Traore to put the cross in. So He's getting there and it will take time. And I think Bruno's got a lot of confidence in him, but he'll only play him when he thinks it's the right time to play him. Yeah, absolutely. So, mate, let's just, uh, we've, that, that's been brilliant uh, sharing that with you in a pub in Rochdale. I can be a bit able to, uh, to, to run through that with you. And, guys, please, if you're enjoying the, enjoying the show, please uh, smash a like on the video, let YouTube know, and feel free to uh, obviously leave a comment as well. Um, Mate, we need to come on to your performance rating first. What are you going to go for? 10. It's a 10. It's a 10. Tell us why. First time at Old Trafford in God knows how many years. And for Matinho to score it again, last time I was... The, well, the last time and the only time I've been to Old Trafford to watch Wolves play, Matinho scored. We drew one yeah. each. 
So for him to score again was awesome as well because like Neves gets a lot of praise because Neves has been on top form and Matinho is just as good but he he, he goes back he's doing it more like I can I can say you see more of Neves than you will do with Matinho but Matinho is doing just as much as Neves and to get the winning goal and to do it at Old Trafford and to break that record of not scoring there for as long as we had. It was just beautiful. It's not, not scoring. It's not. It's it's scoring a winning goal. It Melis was. I think it was February nineteen eighty. Was the yeah. last Wolves player to um to score a. a you know what's goal. funny as well. I did message Mel as well after the game, and he was on the WM commentary going ballistic. Apparently. <laughs> well, it's like you you saw things like when I was on social media. You see it come up a lot. Uh, we had one at. Um, Molly, you've I mean, Old Trafford for so many years, and then you look at the fact that you had the podcast thing with Mel Eves, yeah, and then you you see it on there as well that that mate, Mel Eves was the last goal scorer. The, we, you, you, we plan these things, mate, out, we plan it out, you know, getting Mel on the podcast, <laughs> talking about it, talking about it before the it's all part of the script. You know, it's all, it's, it's all planned. <laughs> and you know, you know what makes it even more a ten as well. Like at the end, if you ever go on TikTok, Wolves put the video of the Wolves fans doing the Sue, the Sue um, thing, the Ronaldo thing in the stands the, at the end of the game. Ronaldo, yeah, so you know that celebration he does when he shouts Sue. I think it's Sue or something like that. Who is that? His wife. <laughs> to, to be honest, I don't even know what it means um, in Portuguese, but. Yeah, that celebration, like the cam- the Wolves cameras caught the fans at the end of the game all doing it, and it's on TikTok, and it's hilarious to watch because... Well, yeah, well, that's it. I, I am on TikTok, you know, Dazzling Dave without the G. Oh, yeah, don't I worry, I follow, I follow you. <laughs> I do, yeah. I put up yes. the odd video. I did do some crazy things in furlough when I was bored, but, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> all good fun. Mate, okay, so uh, we've, got, we've had... Um, one vote for Pedence. We've had a vote for Martini. I think we've had two for Neves now. Uh, we've got you and Jack to go. So before we get to, obviously, the pundits vote, which is for half of the vote uh, and the nominations, what are you going for? Martini. So you're going for Martini as well. Yeah. Um, so that's two votes for Martini, two votes for Neves. So that's a two-horse race. So it'd be interesting to see whether Jack makes it a three-horse race when he comes on. Tell us why, Martini. Again, like I said, Neves does everything right. Neves is walls through and through. He works his bones off in that midfield. And like I say, Joe does the same. It just goes, you know, under the radar a little bit. And that Man United game, for me, was perfect for him to get that Man of the Match award. So, yeah, definitely him. Hey, we've got Gareth, um, who's... uh... I've got to say, we've got Gareth on it from Spider VPN, who, you know, who who, um, supports the show. And Gareth, I've got to say, um, he's put out, congratulations, fantastic win against United. Wreck it, Ralph, doing a fab job. Well, I've got to say, and I think, can you all put in the comments, Gareth um, had a heart attack um, whilst over in Dubai um, recently. I'm not sure if he's been back. He is on the road to recovery because he's been there for a while because he wasn't allowed to fly. So, Gareth, uh, as, as you're watching, mate, I just want to just, uh, from, from all of us here, thanks for, for obviously for powering the show. But also, more importantly than anything, your health. I hope you're you're well, and I'm not sure if you're back or not. But I'm sure all you guys in the the chat will all want to wish Gareth all the best for having that uh, scary heart attack. He is recovering, 
and um, you know, you know, great place to recover as well, Dubai. Well, that's the one thing. <laughs> the one place you want to get stuck. Maybe that is. It's like um, lots of people coming on here saying, "Now uh, get well to Gareth," um, because yeah, get um, well, Gareth. It's uh, it's been tough for him. So I hope you're you're well, mate. Maybe let us know if you're back or not, um, as well. So yeah, absolutely right, mate. Um, brilliant. And just a, a reminder again. Whilst you're on, they do um, support and help power the show and the details on how you can get on there in the description below on there. Mate, just final words from you before we get on to Jack. Um, a day to remember. I wish I was part of it, but um, it still was fun to be in the United Boss. Sorry, that was my son. Um, yeah, just a day to remember. And it's about time that we won at Old Trafford and long may it continue and happen again. Absolutely, absolutely, mate. I hope so. Well, let's hope it's not going to. Uh, it's not going to be uh, forty-two years before we beat them again. I think it's it's definitely worth saying that they they do worry about us. We've uh, we beat them in the FA Cup memorably a few years ago, and then followed up in the league at Molyneux. But to win at Old Trafford and outplaying the way we did, um, definitely. Was they weren't in the game. They weren't in the game at all. We deserve we deserve that three points. Definitely, one hundred percent. 100%, mate. Thank you so much for joining. Hopefully you'll be uh, available on that. Are you going to Sheffield United? No, it's a Sunday, isn't it? So I've um, got, got two Brushby matches and I've lost players because they're working the match. How <laughs> oh, are they? Yeah. So one of our start, starting players for the mornings and the afternoons, they're both uh, working the game. So I've lost them, unfortunately. That's it. And Gareth has said, thanks for the kind words, everyone. Back home now, feeling good and the future looking positive. Lots of love to you, Wolves fans. And as you know, uh, Gareth is a Newcastle fan. And uh, I will be meeting up with Gareth and the team over there when Wolves play away at Newcastle. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what Newcastle do in the transfer window. Um, obviously fighting for survival this year. And I'm sure that's going to be a great weekend when it comes. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, Scott, thanks ever so much. I'm sure you'll probably stay on in the background till the end of the show as you normally do anyway. Oh, yeah. I already have it on the TV, so I'll continue watching it on the TV. All right, mate. All the best. Happy New Year to you, mate. You too, mate. Good to see you again. Take it easy. Bye, everyone. Bye. And finally, mate, thanks for being so, so patient. Um, but, Jack, you always talk a lot of sense and people love to hear your views, mate. And uh, we did actually, I did bump into you just before the game. Yeah, we did, did not? just in the concourse, yeah, just before. Where about, were you high up or low down? or um, where about I think I was probably, I was just seeing your vlog. I think I was sort of the similar area to you, but a few rows behind. Because we where you come out on the steps, we were kind of right next to those steps. I think you were, went down the steps a little bit, didn't you? So I think, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, just about there. So a nice view. Um, and, um, I mean, just talk me through your day. Um, what were you expecting before the match? Were you confident, apprehensive, or or what? I was confident. I'm always confident. I, it's it's kind of how I do things. But I just had a feeling that we were going to do something special. We we played so well in the previous games, especially against City and Liverpool and Chelsea, and we hadn't had the the look, or we hadn't had the the clinical finish we needed, or whatever it was that was just lacking those days. It, some of it was just a little bit of luck, wasn't it? But I just felt Man United aren't at that level. And I think their fans are starting to realise that now. They're not in the same league as Chelsea, City, Liverpool. And I think actually they're, 
they're able you can get at them you can really get at them and i was yeah. really pleased that we played the three up front and we had to go at them and we were aggressive we were we had intent from the start and i think that was where we won the game in in our approach to it and the way the game played out was a, re, a reward for bruno's i suppose bravery in in picking a team that was going to go there and attack and be on the front foot but I'd also say, actually, that's probably the most complete performance we've put in all season because we had the attacking threat. We had the, the chances. We were good on the ball, but we were so solid at the back. They had they had one chance first off where they caught us on the break from a corner. Um, yeah, that was, was that the one where Cavani <clears throat> blasted it over? No, there was another one. I think Sancho messed up the final ball and Cody got oh, a block. Oh, yeah. But we, we had that, a that chance for Cavani, or whatever yeah. I've said, if he'd have just passed the ball to the right, there was an overload yeah. and he uh, he didn't, did he? I, I thought, oh, they're going to be in and he shot and it went quite away wide. Yeah, because, because if you think about some of those, those first sort of three games at the start of the season, they've almost become folklore, haven't they, with Wolves? Oh, those yeah. first three games, we played ever so well. The Tottenham game in particular, if you think back to it, you played all this great attacking football, couldn't score. Tottenham had a lot of chances in that game, especially in the second half. Man United didn't have many chances at all yesterday. I think they had two on target all game, and one of those was the very last kick, effectively. So I think to to go to Old Trafford to play front foot, aggressive, possession, attacking football, but to be so solid and organised and compact at the back, that's a, a tactical victory for Bruno as much as anything. And I think he deserves huge credit, like Paul from uh, Barbados said earlier. Well, we've, got a Liverpool, we've got a Liverpool fan, I think LFC, saying your win really brightened up my weekend. I can imagine it would, I to be it fair. Would do, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah Barry says, um, 100%, uh, Jack, we bossed it last night. Yeah, we did. Robert says, on, we can, on our day, we can beat any team in the league. Kieran's very, very agree, Jack. So I'm so proud of the boys. Um, yeah. oh, and Carl says he's helping out on the stats, which he is. Uh, in the absence of uh, Speedy, who's obviously his mom had um, suffering from um, breast cancer, she's been on there. She's a lot better, but he's, that's why you've not seen much of Speedy. And in regards to the people that have asked about Amy, Amy's just socialised, just taken her off in a different direction. She wasn't at the game yesterday, so she's not able to come on as much, which is why you got me. She comes on when she can. We've got uh, Carrie will be on as well at times as well. We have got the producer behind the scenes. And, uh, mate, I mean, were you like the five or ten minutes after the game was quite magical as well when the final whistle went? It was. I mean, we've talked about it, haven't we? You, you kind of you go to the Crystal Palaces and you go to the Norwiches and you put the miles in and you think, oh, this this is a this is a slog. And then you get a I night mean, like last night yeah. and you think it's all worth it. It's all absolutely worth it. You know, if I, if you could have picked the start of the season. Two grounds to go to and win this season as an away team. Villa Park and Old Trafford. Yeah. It's done. That that's it, isn't it? You go and win at the, the nearest club you've got, then you go and win at Old Trafford, where we ain't won since, you know, God was a young lad and, and all this kind of thing. It, it's brilliant. It and like it, it, all those efforts you put in to go to all these away games and all the years people have been following, that's why you do it. And those scenes at full time justify everything and I don't know if you noticed full-time whistle went Bruno was straight over to the away end he, he did right he over. straight over he did yeah. that you know yeah. which obviously meant about his heart um, I thought what did you make of his comments about the uh, his relationship with the Wolves hierarchy and um, wanting to make uh, the team that we're really really 
you know proud of i mean i think whenever a manager comments in in the media you've got to kind of judge it through that lens haven't you he's saying something that's going to be put in the public domain so he's not going to sort of say the very very i think he reported he he didn't have to say he said it himself he'd come out yeah it wasn't a direct question it was just something he came out and said yeah which is obviously positive and i think you know as fans we only see probably five percent of what goes on at the club if we're being brutally honest there's so much now I mean, because people are talking, particularly because it's January, about transfers, recruitment, et cetera, et cetera. 95, 96% of what happens in terms of recruitment, we don't see as fans. So, you know, for people to be saying, oh, folks are not interested, they're not investing, that's all, that's speculation. That's nothing more, nothing less than speculation. As supporters, we don't know that. We we can look at the evidence and we can look at what people say and make our own judgments. And that's what, that's what we do. But I think, we've got to be, just put our faith in the people to get it right. There are two massive decisions that, that the club made in the summer to replace the manager and to replace the goalkeeper. And at, at this point in time, they both look like absolute masterstrokes. Have they been upgrade? Yeah. 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 And, and I don't think anyone could honestly sit here and say, as much as we love Nuno, and, and again, I always say, I'm not Bruno versus Nuno. I'm not interested. Nuno's gone. We're in Bruno now. Let's stop comparing and all this. But Bruno looks and sounds and feels like more of a top-level manager than Nuno. He looks. Nuno was always going to get us to a certain level, but probably not the level where a lot of people want us to be, which is regular European football, challenging for cups, all this. I've got a feeling Bruno might just be that man. Yeah, well, he's certainly... I think... I think he's more tactically astute than Nuno um, in terms of how he... I mean, Nuno was good, um, and but sometimes he was very rigid, not, or more negative in the way he, repl- he, he, he reacted to games. We saw that in the semi-final, um, you know, whereas Bruno, OK, sometimes he can be a bit gung-ho when we've seen him throw on loads. But yeah. I thought... The only frustration I have sometimes with Bruno Large is he leaves the he had tended to leave his substitutions till it was very difficult for him to have an impact. But I thought yesterday he made every time he made a substitution, it was exactly the right timing. It was the right substitution, and it made a difference, which is what you want from your substitutions. Yeah, he got it spot on, didn't he? And and if and if we're looking at the season as a whole. There's probably more games where Bruno's got things right than where he's got things wrong. And he has got things wrong. Brentford at home was a, just an absolute disaster class, wasn't it, from start to finish? You know, but there's been so more, so many more games where Bruno's made little tweaks or little things and it's gained us points. Villa was another one, wasn't it? We got back to 2 yeah. 2. You're thinking, what a great point this is 2 0 there. We were with we him. He brings a striker on and we win the game. Yeah. Yeah, and we would have, yeah, to be honest, from two 0 down where we were, we were we were we were celebrating mad that we got a point. Yeah, and yeah. then we got three. It was like it was like surreal. And yeah. it's still what still that those fifteen minutes were some of. The, I mean, that will always stay with us. And I think last night was probably one of them games as well. I mean, there's probably a lot of Wolves fans that have gone, you know, to most of the games. Not us because we're too young, like. Over the last forty-two years, I think it's something like ten games. Is it in the league? 
uh, it was the 10th match. I mean, I know it's 42 years, but it's probably about 10 games. There's probably a lot of people that have been to most of those games. Um, and so extra special. And the Wolves fans, yeah. I mean, when, when uh, if you, again, if you don't have to watch the whole of the match blog, right? I put the match blog up there. And, I've, and I also put up the Matinho goal on its own. It's about one and a half minutes. And I got the goal. And it's a, I've managed to capture it really well. But there were people behind me, two or three rows behind me, and they were falling in fr- past us in front. Yeah. This is why you have the safe standing and you can understand it because there was people could have got hurt because I mean literally they were they were falling over and two or three chairs in front. I got I mean if you watch the uh, the video you see at the at one point the camera goes on the floor and I try and get back up to the crowd and what have you. But it, the, the fans were going absolutely ballistic, and then they were doing their da, 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 da afterwards as well. Yeah. I mean, it was it was just brilliant. And I, I, after fifteen minutes as well, we were doing the olays. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, like I said, I, I'm always one of these people. Even if we play magnificently, I'm looking. What could we have done better? Was there anything that we need to improve on? I'm really struggling today to think of anything apart from scoring more goals, which I know a lot of people have touched on already. But I'm struggling to think in terms of a blueprint for how to go away from home in the Premier League and play. That was kind of it last night. Organised, well defending at the back, solid, you know, using the width, the whole width of the pitch, bringing the ball inside when you need to, aggression and pace up front, creating chances. That's how you do it. You know, if, if we'd have won 2 0, 3 0 yesterday, I don't think they could have complained at all. And I'm sure there's Man United fans who'd probably agree with that, you know. And I know they've been they've been, they've been quite many they've United been quite fans. scathing, haven't they, about their team? And and there are issues at Man United. We know that, don't we? But for all the talk of how poor Man United were, that was because of how good we were. And that's getting lost in a lot of the post-match analysis and discussion because they're obsessed with what went wrong for Manchester United. I tell you what went wrong for Manchester United. They played a good team last night who had a really good game. That's what went wrong for Manchester United. Above all the issues of selection and formation and managers, sometimes, and we've said this time and time again on on this show, haven't we? Sometimes you play a good team who have a good day and they beat you. Yeah. And that was what it was. We outclassed them. I don't don't think there are many United fans that can actually turn around and say, we did not deserve to win that game. We did. We deserved to win the first match, but we definitely deserved to win last night. So it, it felt really good. Mate, um, let's just, before we get on to your performance, right, let's do your uh, man of the match because then all the folks in the chat can have their vote and the uh, producer hopes she's uh, she's obviously monitoring this and all the comments and stuff. She can tot it up and then message me the winner. But who are you going to, what's your nomination for man of the match and why? The man of the match for me and the best player on the pitch was Ruben Neves. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with go with Ruben Neves. I thought he absolutely bossed the game. It was a masterclass in how to control a midfield in the Premier League. The tempo he was moving, the te- he was altering the tempo of the game. If you saw, there were times when he'd put his foot on it, have a look round, and then play the pass. Other times it was into him, one touch, visit out to someone else. A lot That's of his passes, yeah. A lot of his passes, they were progressive passes. They were forward passes rather than keeping it safe, he was outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. So uh, the Pundit uh, winner is Neves. 
Um, I voted for Pedence uh, and Manny voted for uh, Pedence, obviously, tonight. So two votes for Pedence. Um, we've got two votes for Matinho. And we've got three votes for Neves as the man of the match. So, guys, um, this is in the chat. This is your turn, and the pr producer's going to be busy. You vote when I when I when I tell you. I want you to put your man of the match and performance rating um, in the chat, and then we'll see who the people's man of the match is. So, whilst that happens, uh, down in the chat. Jack, talk us through your performance rating for the game. I, I, I'm not going to give it a 10 because I think you can always improve. And it, you, that's part of the reason why we love football is that no matter how good you play, next time you've got to be Oh, you're a hard be, man. Uh, well, yeah, but but that's how you get better in life, isn't it? You don't settle yeah. for, oh, that was great today, so I'll just go and do that again. You go, that was great, but tomorrow's going to be even better. So I'm going to give yeah. it a 9.5. Yeah, because, I, because like I said, I think we could have got more goals. And nine point five is still pretty good, though. Bro. Yeah, yeah, and and like I said, that that's the blueprint going forward. Now, if we play like that, and we won't play like that every week because we've got a, a relatively young team, young manager, we'll have dips in form. We all know that. But if we can produce performances like that on a fairly consistent basis, we will finish a lot closer to the top than we will to the bottom, and that's got to be the aim this season. To not not necessarily to be Europe or top four, top six, just to be in and amongst it. Because I think the top three are over the hills and far away now, aren't they? You're yeah. not going to get anywhere near them. But fourth down to about ninth, I think he's wide open. I think you've got yeah. Arsenal, Tottenham, United, West Ham. They're doing well. They're having good seasons. But then you've got the likes of ourselves, Brighton, Leicester. We're right in amongst that group if we can keep and string those consistent results together. You'd probably, you'd probably throw Villa in that, wouldn't you, as well? I don't know about that. <laughs> no, no, they're, they're a good team. But but I'd say, right as of right now, I think we're a better team than Villa. Oh, yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I, well, so, maybe they've yeah. just had that new manager... That new manager bounce. Possibly, they yeah. right, up until last, up until the last round of fixtures, I think they they were right back in it. But again, that's we've opened yeah. up that mind the gap again from yeah. them. So uh, yeah, so that's interesting. We're, we're getting all the votes in as well. I'll give it a couple more minutes um, for the for your man of the match votes to come in, and then I'll get hopefully uh, I'll get sent a uh, a WhatsApp message with the uh, results. Whilst we're doing that, Jack, what do you well, want to see happen in the uh, in the transfer window? The, the key subjects, Traore, uh, most of the people in the chat, the people's vote is to keep him. Um, I know we spoke about this before. Who would you play in that defensive left-hand side in replacement for, for Saiz? And do you think Wolves have to go as strong as possible and go as far away and try and really go for the FA Cup? I think we've we've got to play a, a, a fairly strong team because Sheffield United will be up for it. it. It's a chance for a cup upset, isn't it? And I think they'll bring a fair few fans and it'll make a, a decent atmosphere. So we've got to be on it. It's not a case of throw the kids in and, and, and you know, sink or swim time. You've got to take it seriously. I think Bruno's taken the cup seriously so far, hasn't he? He played a very strong team at Forest and then he played a, a, a pretty strong team against Tottenham when we... And we drew and then oh, lost we were unlucky, weren't we? You know, we should have that, probably won that the game on now, Tottenham. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. So you know, it's it's wide open, isn't it? You know, if you, if you get a decent draw, you can you can always um, get as far as you can, can't you? We did it when we went in the semi final the other year, didn't we? We had a 
a couple of tough games, a couple of nicer games. But if you can kind of get that blend right, who knows? That that's the beauty of cup football, isn't it? You know, you could pin your, all your hopes on it for one year. Go, it's our year, and then you draw Man City, and you think, oh, that's it then. Or you could have quite a nice little run of fixtures, and without playing anyone too much, you're in the quarterfinal, and you think, oh, hang on a minute, we're, we're a game from Wembley, or you know, two games from the final. So we have to go serious. He'll, he'll obviously he'll play Rudy, I think, won't he? I think Fabio will probably come in for Raul. But beyond yeah. that, I think there's no reason to rotate too much. We've had a, a, a nice break over Christmas. It was not great for the fans, was it, to lose the, the Boxing Day no. and, and the Arsenal game? But it was good for the players just to have that little reset and, and now that can go again. I mean, in terms of replacing Sanderson, I think what we've got to remember, uh, replacing uh, Say, sorry, is Marcel's played left-sided centre-half in a back three in a Champions League semi-final. So yeah. he, he's more than capable of stepping in for the three, four games that, that we're going to lose remain. The reason why I slipped and said Sanderson is I think we can't rule him out either. There's a reason they've brought him back. And I think Bruno likes him. He's seen him at Birmingham, obviously on loan. He's seen him when he came back to train with the team during one of the international breaks. And I think one of the th reasons why Bruno came in in the summer, he's got a real reputation, hasn't he, for developing young talent. And I think he'll see someone like Sanderson, like he's done with Kilman and Ait Nouri, and he'll say, right, I can work with you and I can make you a much better player. So I think it'll be Marcel that comes in, but don't rule out Sanderson. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I have, we have got a winner, mate. Go on. We've got a winner. The producer, she's, uh, she's messaged, and the words are, it's a comfortable winner, and the winner is Neves. There the people's go. vote is for Ruben Neves as your Manchester United, Wolves Manchester United, man of the match. So that goes with the pundits' vote as well. So that's the unanimous overall winner for Neves. Congratulations. <laughs> You've won the extra. I'm not that if you're watching, Ruben. I'm sure he is. Yeah. Congratulations, yeah. mate. Uh, brilliant, mate. And your final thoughts on Triore before we uh, finish off? Oh, you haven't got time for all the thoughts, have you? But I mean, I mean, I was reading today that we were considering offers of twenty million. Now we paid eighteen for him. Yeah. Now are you telling me in that in the two three years he's been here that he's only two million pound better off? I'm not buying that for a second. I think no. if the if the offer's right, I think he will go. But twenty million isn't the offer, is it? Let's be fair. You, that that number's probably got to start with a three, hasn't it? So well, I, I, you know. I think so. I think it's more. I think. If he got his contract signed, you'd be talking upwards of figures with a four and a, a five on it. But it's because sense, of the yeah. contract situation and the value, that's that's the uh, the issue. Do they hold out? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's it's one of these. It's it's got to be sorted out one way or the other sooner or later, hasn't it? So we'll wait. Yeah, and, and and I think potentially this is the the window to get it sorted once and for all, isn't it? Because you don't want it dragging on into the summer. And then, obviously, like you said, once it gets to next January, you can start negotiating with other teams, Carney, if that contract isn't signed. So now is probably the time to get it done once and for all. Sit down with his agent and, and with the player and say, do you want to be here? Do you want to sign this contract? Because if not, we'll find you a, a new club. We'll get you that move. Well, exactly. And I think that's probably best for all parties, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, we've got, and it's going to be interesting. Uh, what are your thoughts on, uh, just quickly before we finish, Ryan Giles coming back? I like Ryan Giles. I mean, I said to my friends the other day, because we were talking about it on the way up to the game, if we were linked today with a transfer 
for a 21-year-old winger who's got the most assists in the Championship this season, we'd be saying that's going to be a good signing, get him done. But he's already our player, isn't he? Yeah. So it makes perfect sense. This is what I was saying. This is exactly what I said when I was talking to some of the fans before the game. They were talking about, oh, we've rolled out. And I said, just take a step back. If if we didn't know he was our player and we got someone with the most assists at 21 that was coming, we were, we were bringing in from the championship. He's got the most assists in a, you know, a team that's down the bottom of the championship at the moment, Cardiff. <clears> we'd be like, that looks like a promising signing. And that's what exactly what Rolf Jars has done. Is it nine assists? I think it's nine, isn't it? Yeah, in, in 18, 19 games or something. That's, yeah. That's for, for like you say, for a team that aren't scoring or creating a massive amount either, which which makes it even better, doesn't it? And the other thing, yeah. the other thing we're bringing him back as well, mate. I mean, obviously that we, we don't know what's happening with Troy. We know that both Neto and Wang aren't realistically going to be back till February. That leaves us with wide men of Trinko. Currently, Triore and Pedence. Um, we, we don't have anyone else, really, do we? You know, we've got Fabio no, Pedro. Really. So, with the with the fact that Triore might go, we'll we'll see, and that both Neto and also Wang are out until February. You can understand why they brought him back, really. That can't you know? Any, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see him starting in the FA Cup as well. He'd be another one you might see giving a run in that. Yeah, it would make sense, wouldn't it? Like I said, I, I want, I just want us to be careful we don't make too many changes in the cup. Once you start making eight, nine changes, that just disrupts everything too much, doesn't it? And it start, it, it kind of sets over the message to the fans that well, we're not really taking this too seriously. You know, I think, I think that that run we had the other year where we got to the the semi final, we actually played a strong team pretty much all the way through, didn't we? Yeah. So you know, and. That's what you've got to do, and I think that that's where it starts. If you, if if you, as a as a supporter, if you see your team taking the cup seriously, you take it seriously. You turn up, you treat it like a league game. You make the atmosphere, you get behind the team, and that's where it comes, isn't it? And that's where everything sort of builds from. You've yeah, we don't we, we don't want to we don't want to trip up next Sunday after beating United away. We've got to follow it up, and you know, yeah, try and put Sheffield United to bed in the first half. Next well, week. You, you've just got to try and win the game, haven't you? Because ultimately, if, if you do go all the way and you win the trophy, no one remembers how well you played in the third round. It's just you remember that you got through. So yeah. cup football is just about getting through, whether it's a scrappy 1-0, whether it's penalties, whatever it is, you've just got to win the game and get through, haven't you? But I mean, I think that's, again, the atmosphere is going to be really important. If the, if the fans get behind it and turn it into a, a Molyneux atmosphere like we know, then I think that'll go down to the players and, and it'll It'll take care of itself. I think, I think that's a good message to get out there. So, listen, if you're going to the Sheffield United game in the Cup, make sure that you've got your singing voices on and we get behind the team and let's make it an FA Cup special atmosphere and let's let the let the players and the, and the management know and everything that we want. To, we want a Cup run. We want an FA Cup. We want it. We want on the front of the Express and Star, it's ours again. That's what yeah, we want. Well, well, how many times have you been like in the last few years to like the first round of the League Cup and we're at home to Northampton, 9,000 turn up? And you're thinking, well, if, if two thirds of the fans can't be bothered to turn up, no wonder the players didn't turn up either. So, you know, if we if we all turn up and get behind the boys and, and have a real go, then then that's what you need to do, isn't it? Uh, and I'll tell you what, mate, we've just we have got Emma's just come on and she's uh, made a very good point. Where's Jimmy Foxtrot been tonight? Well, 
for those of you that are regulars on the channel, I'll read the comments. Jimmy Fox, he's called Foxel, but we call him our pet troll. Jimmy Fox troll, we found out, was a Man United fan and has been trying to give it large, this, that and the other. And he's, where, Jimmy, <clears throat> Jimmy, where are you? Where are you, Mr. Fox troll? We haven't seen sight. So, but there's a big missing poster that's gone out. We're worried about you. Are you okay? Right. Like half his team, he's gone missing, hasn't he? So, yeah. <laughs> absolutely gone missing. And Merv said, "Good question." Listen, it's been um, it's been absolutely brilliant tonight. It's been brilliant, right, yeah. uh, absolutely good. Uh, Dave, you got you are my go-to for anything Wolves, born and bred Wolf in calendar. Thanks for everything, you. You're more than welcome. And thanks for listening for all the guests that have come on tonight. Uh, two Pauls, Manny, Scott, Max, and of course uh, Jack. Um, as always, Jack, thank you so much for uh, patiently waiting till the end of the show, mate. I know no you I really appreciate coming on. You always talk a lot of sense. And I know the guys uh, really lo look forward to uh, to hearing from you. And thanks for all you guys that have been in the chat. A lot of you for thinking, if you, you know, please smash a like on the video, leave a comment, and the, it, hopefully we'll, fingers crossed, I can get the audio out. Uh, the producer will try and get the uh, the podcast up sometime tomorrow so you can listen to it. It's been a long one, one hour, 50 minutes. Don't know where the time goes. It just flies by. Um, it's great when we win, though, isn't it? There's lots to talk about. Oh, man. CN says, can call some colleagues in Manchester. Maybe he's linked to his recovery somewhere. Uh, thanks as usual. Listen, guys, absolutely brilliant. Um, thank you so much for joining. And uh, keep the face. Stay patient with Fosun. Get behind the team. And uh, keep believing. Check out the match vlog, the Matinho goal and the uh, the post-match reaction. The international fans should be out sometime on Tuesday. Until then, from me and Jack and everyone that's been on the show, always Wolves. Always Wolves. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.